Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller, and this is an awesome day. It is August 15th, Saturday, August 15th, 2009, and I have to tell you, this is an absolutely phenomenal day. I'm so thankful to have you here. I'm so thankful that you keep coming back each and every week and because you know that at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, each and every Saturday, that creating a championship standard of living is going to be on the air. I want you to um, continue to come out. I enjoy having you here. I enjoy being able to, to be a blessing to you. And the outcry of um, of support has been absolutely overwhelming to me. I am so honored to be able to do this each and every week because you don't realize how important it is for me to do this. Um, it's really important for me to be to do this each and every week because you know, so many people now are letting me know that it's, it's being a blessing to them, and I, I enjoy that, and I don't take you for granted. So I want you to continue to contact me, get, leave comments on the Blog Talk site, uh, email me comments. You can email me at um, Miles W. Miller, that's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R, at gmail.com. You can leave comments there. You can leave uh, show requests. Uh, I, I want to make this show as as dynamic as I possibly can for you each and every week. And if, you, if there's something that you want me to address, Please believe me, I'll go out and I'll do the research. I'll do whatever it is um, necessary to make the show a, a success. So, you know, I, I don't take you for granted. I thank God for you. And before we go any further, I want to, I will and I do now, release this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we can all get what we came for. And I am expecting a, a, something dynamic to happen today. Um, I want you all to um, to understand something that none of us was put on this earth to live a second-rate life. I'll say that again. None of us were put on this earth to live a second-rate life. So that's why, you know, everything that we even talk about, the title of the show, that's, that's the motto of my company, creating a championship standard of living. You don't have to accept what has been handed out to you years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years if it doesn't correlate with what God has for you. You come. You are created in the likeness and image of God. You are created in the likeness and image of of greatness, of something awesome, something dynamic. And that same spirit is in each and every one of us. I come here today to tell you that you are great. You are phenomenal. You are dynamic. You are creative. You are just so wonderfully made. And I want you to just to understand that. That, that's why I do this show. I do this show each and every week to come and tell you that you can do it. Your dreams are important. Your dreams are necessary. That's what Les Brown told me. Your dream, you know, it's important. It's necessary for you to be who you've been called to be. It's important. It's necessary for you to, you know, step up and, and, and be a leader in what you've been called to do. And I know somebody somewhere is hearing this right now, and you, it's resonating in your spirit that this man is telling me the truth. This man is telling me the truth about me. Because you know why? Somebody did, it, somebody did it for me. Somebody spoke out truth, and it resonated in my spirit to the point that I knew I couldn't accept second-rate living. And I'm telling you right now, don't accept second-rate living because you don't have to. You, you are great. And um, this message today, this lesson today is, is geared to get you down the path to, to living a life that you're passionate about, to actually pursuing those things that you're passionate about to actually being that person that you're passionate about. And when, you, when you're that person that you're passionate about, you can light the world on fire. That, that's my goal, is to light you on fire so you can light, light your world on fire. So without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to get started with this show. I'm looking forward to a dynamic show. I'm looking forward to getting some dynamic uh, compliments and, um, and, and testimonies about the things that you're going to hear today because – I know in my heart that somebody somewhere needs to hear what's going to happen on the show. They need to hear this show. So if, you, um, if you're not listening live, which means that we're listening to this on a podcast, share this podcast with as many people as you can. If, if you are listening live, call people now because this show is going to change somebody's life. Tell them to come to the show now because this show is going to change somebody's life. I'm not just saying it because it sounds good to hear. I'm telling you that because I know what's getting ready to happen. Something dynamic is getting ready to happen. Call your friends. Tell them to come listen to the show now because if they are a dreamer or a visionary, 
they are going to be set on fire today. You guarantee it. You mark my words on that. So let's move forward with the show. I'm, um, like I said, each week I get I get really excited about this because you know this is my passion. This is what I do well, and even if I didn't get paid to do what I do, I'd still do it. And even with the show, as of right now, you know the show is 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 basically a gift from me to you. That you know this is this is a free of charge show, and it's exciting to me because I know that somehow, some way. Everybody who hears this show, or the majority of people hear this show, it their lives are impacted. Well, what is your life doing? What is the the thing that you're passionate about? It, what what is it? Where is it? Because I tell you, if you pursue it, if you pursue it, it will impact the lives of others. It will the thing that you're passionate about. If you do it well, and you do it better than anybody else can do it. Guess what? It will impact the lives of those people around you, those people you come in contact with. I come in contact with, with so many different people every day now that are just in awe of the things that, that God is doing through me. And the thing that I've been called to do. And the topic of today today's show is loving and enjoying what you do. Loving and enjoying what you do. Loving and From Matthew 9 and 29, uh, and it states, according to your faith, so it be unto you. According to your faith, so be it unto you. According to your faith, so be it unto you. And our second divine intervention, I get it from Matthew 22 and verse, excuse me, Matthew Chapter 21 and verse 22, if you believe, you, excuse me, if you believe you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. If you believe you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. If you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. I want you to understand that there's a spiritual aspect of everything that we do, you know, especially with this show. There's a spiritual aspect of everything we do, and that spiritual aspect of it, is this if you can connect and root yourself and, and ground yourself spiritually everything else can everything else will fall into place so the scriptures that I give you for the divine interventions are, are just that I think that they are uh, you are coming in contact with with the divine with God himself through those scriptures and I and the ones that we pick out are are, are I'm led to, to give them to you each week because I know that they're going to do something dynamic for you so I want you when you play back this show where you're taking notes, write these two things down, write these two scriptures down, and and hold on to them because it's gonna it's gonna come a time when they're gonna just light you on fire if they haven't lit, lit you on fire already. <laughs> so we're gonna continue to go forward in the show. Uh, each week, also, I give you a presidential wisdom, and this week's presidential wisdom uh, comes from our 44th president Barack Obama. Um, this week's presidential wisdom is uh, it's a replay of one we've heard before, but I'm gonna play it again, or I'm gonna say it again. Excuse me. And um, for you to understand what we're really doing here. Um, actually, no. I'm going to give you a new one. I just I just saw another one I want to read to you. Um, he states that money is not the only thing, but it makes a difference. Money is not the only thing, but it makes a difference. Money is not the only thing, but it makes a difference. And that's from our, uh, President Barack Obama. In other words, there are great things that you can do in this lifetime in regards to what you may not have at this very moment. Yes, money is a really important factor to our lives and to the things that we've been called to do. But it can't be the only thing that you're um, after. It has to be something greater 
than money. Everything that you're doing, it has to be something greater than than the material things you see. It has to be you have to be going after the, a spiritual prize. And everything, and once you do that, everything falls into place. So what I want you to do, what I want you to do is I want you to stay um, keeping your mind the, the the goal that you have set for yourself, and keep in mind that the goals you have set for yourself are not totally for the possession of material, but the possession of a greater discovery and a greater consciousness of your who you really are. And everything else will fall into place. If you can do that, everything else falls into place. What I want to do, what I want to do now, I want you to really, 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 really listen to what I'm getting ready to say. Um, I, I really want you to hear my voice, and I want you to understand why I'm here. I'm here today to, to help you break free. I'm here today to help you get to where you're supposed to be. And I really want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to understand what I'm saying. I want you to feel what I'm saying. I want you to experience what I'm saying. I really want you to get this today. And I, I, I mean that with, with everything in my spirit, everything in my heart. I really want you to get this today because this is this show is really designed to to set you on fire. And um, so there's a few notes I want to give you before we get into the lesson. As you know, the lesson today is loving and enjoying what you do. And there's a couple things I want you to um, to grasp hold of. I want you to know that in life, it's very, very important that you're, you know, it's very important to have things that you're passionate about. It's very important to have things that, you know, that fire you up, that things that keep you motivated. It's very important to have those things because your very life is determined by, you know, moving and, 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 and moving. Moving, life has to be kinetic. If life is is, sta- is static, if, if life is at a standstill, then that means that something's not circulating. You have to put your yourself in a position to circulate. You have to put, put yourself in a position to flow. And your passion, the things you're passionate about, create that circulation. It's just like with your heart. If the heart is not beating, the blood's not circulating. If the blood's not circulating, life is not getting around the body. So your dreams, your passions are, are, are like the circulatory system in our bodies. If you circulate your passion. If you operate in a in a passionate state, not com- not consistently, you know, some we we ha- we operate in cycles. But when you get into that passionate state, when you're on fire for what it is you've been called to do, it changes your whole life. It changes the whole world. It changes the world as you see it. Um, so I really want you to to understand it's, it's important to have things that you're passionate about. Also, not only is it important to have things you're passionate about, but it's your passions that will empower you to endure any how that is required for the attainment of your desires. It's very important to understand that you're going to have to go through something to get to where you want to go. There's going to be a journey to get to where you want to go. You know, we, we know the old um, um, quote, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. But it's in understanding that you're moving towards something great that there's something great at the end of this journey will keep you empowered. And it's the fact of that your passions, your passion is the reason why you're even on this journey, even in life. So you have to continue to hold on to that fire. That fire is your passion. Your passion will empower you. It will continue to encourage you. Sometimes, you know, even the scripture says um, you have to encourage yourself because Sometimes you're going to go down. A, you're going down a path if, if you're a visionary and a, and a dreamer that nobody else has charted. So it doesn't make sense what you're doing. So you have to continue to hold on to that passion. You have to continue to stay empowered to do that thing which you've been called to do. So remember this: your passions will empower you to endure any how that is required to the attainment of your desires. So again, like I said, I really want you to receive this message. So I want you to do something for me. This, we're going to be interactive today. I want you to uh, allow your mind to receive this lesson. I want you, your mind to uh, I want you to allow your mind to to latch on to this teaching today. So what I want you to do, and this is going to be really quick, what I want you to do is I want you to picture in your mind what you truly want your life to look like. I mean, we take a take a minute or so Picture in your mind what you really, really want your mind, excuse me, want your life to look like.
you know, accomplishments, travel, um, homes, cars, happiness with, with, with a spouse, spiritual, you know, spiritual connection. You know, everything that your life should look like, I want you to get the picture of it. I want you to hold, get that picture in your mind. Get that picture in your mind now and just continue to think about the good things that you want out of life. Continue to think about those things. Continue to think about it. Continue to, to see yourself happy in life. Continue to see yourself enjoying life. Anything that brings you happiness, think about it now. And continue to let that picture evolve in your mind. Continue to let that picture evolve in your mind. Now, as this picture is evolving in your mind, I want you to embrace the emotions and the feelings that that picture brings. Embrace all of the good feelings and emotions that that picture brings. What does it feel like to be in possession of that dream car? What does it feel like to be in possession of that dream home? What does it feel like to be traveling all over the place, all over the world? What does it feel like to be financially free? What does it feel like? I want you to think about it. I want you to hold on to that emotion. I want you to hold on to those feelings. Hold on to it. Don't let go of it. Don't let go of it. Just keep holding on to it and continue to hold on to it and continue to hold on to it and continue to embrace it. Continue to see yourself in that picture. Now, I want you to say the following affirmation and say it out loud. And don't worry if you're online. I got you. I got you muted so we won't hear you. I want you to say the following affirmation. Say, I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. Say it again. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I want you, in fact, I want you to say that affirmation every single day, seven times, every single day. I want you to say that affirmation every single day. And I want you to, when you're saying it, I want you to hold, have that picture of your dream life right there in your mind and hold on to it and, and say, that, say that affirmation and feel, it, feel the feeling of experiencing the life of your dreams. So what I want you to do now is I want you to hold on to that picture, hold on to the feelings for the rest of this show. And I want you to just, just stay immersed in that feeling. And now I'm going to give you uh, the teaching, a great lesson, loving and enjoying what you do. I'm going to give you five steps for loving and enjoying what you do. Five steps for loving and enjoying what you do. Step one, in order for you to really get the fullness of this, you actually have to know what you love and enjoy doing. You have to know what you love and enjoy doing. Know what you love and enjoy doing. So, you love and enjoy doing what? For me, like I said, my thing is, is motivation and inspiration and encouragement. Everything that I do that I'm passionate about centers somewhere around motivational or inspirational stuff. I know that. But I didn't figure that out overnight. So how do I get to the place where I know what I enjoy and love doing, what I love and enjoy doing? Well, for me, it came through spiritual awakening, spiritual consciousness, becoming conscious spiritually to understand, like I told you before, that we're created in the likeness and image of God. We're created in the likeness and image of the Creator of this whole universe. We are connected to that which created the universe. That same spirit that created the universe is alive in us. Well, 
if that same spirit is alive in us, that means we have access to it. That means that there's there's some dynamic things that have not been done yet that we are in line to do. So in communing with that spirit, it brings clarity to your mission. Because that, that very spirit of God that puts you here, you can't escape the fact that you're going to need him to help you along the way. So Ask for clarity spiritually. Pray and meditate on what it is you should be doing. Every Each and every one of us has an, an assignment to do on this earth. Nobody is here by chance. Nobody is here because you just popped up one day. Everybody that was born has an assignment. My, uh, one of the, um, the wisdom teachers I like to listen to is uh, Mike Murdoch. He, he says that everything that is created, well, excuse me, let, me, let me rephrase it. I don't want to misquote it. Everything is created to solve a problem. So in understanding that everything is created to solve a problem, your life is not an accident. I don't care if your mother and your father got drunk one night and didn't use protection, and along here you come. Your life still was not an accident. You had to get here. By any means necessary, your life had to, your life had to be created so that you can be the solution to a certain set of problems could be created. I don't care if your, if your mother and your father didn't love each other. I don't care if your mother and father didn't love you. Your life was not an accident. You were created to solve a problem. So in knowing that you were created to solve a problem, the very thing that you get excitement out of, the very thing that makes you happy, the very thing that you enjoy is the very reason you've been put on this earth. And once you know what that is, you, you now have the tables have turned. And everything is shifting in your favor. The universe is now aligning with you because once you accept your universal assignment, the universe, as God has created it, is designed to assist you to getting there. So it's very important that you know what, it, what you love and enjoy doing. So it's, that comes by spending time with the Creator, spending time with God, praying, meditating. You know, like I said, sometimes you may only have 15 minutes a day. Turn the phone off for that 15 minutes. Don't take a phone call. Don't take an email. Don't don't get on Twitter. Don't get on Facebook. Don't get on MySpace. Don't get on Tag. Turn the get away from the computer. For those 15 minutes, you get in, in communion with God. You talk to God. You let God talk back to you, and let Him tell you what it is that you've been put here to do. That's how you know. So now, after you know what you love and enjoy doing, the second thing is you have to decide to do it. So. You have after you know what you love and enjoy doing, you have to decide to do what you love and enjoy doing. Decide to do what you love and enjoy doing. Decide to do it. There's a quote that I'm gonna leave with you. It's called well it, it goes like this. Choices, not chances, will determine the outcome of your life. And that's an original quote for me, so when you when you write it down, put my name behind it. <laughs> Choices, not chances, will determine the outcome of your life. Choices, not chances, will determine the outcome of your life. That means that the decisions you make will affect your life. The decisions that you're making right now, the decisions that you made just five seconds ago before you even got on this show, are affecting your life as you know it. Now, when your assignment comes and you know what your assignment is, it behooves you to decide to do it quickly. Listen to me very carefully. There is a, there is a penalty that you will have to pay if you, if you know what your assignment is and you don't do it. There is, a, there is a price that you're going to pay to the universe that if you delay in doing your assignment, once you know what it is, there is a price that you're going to pay for that. And I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm trying to tell you the truth. You, so you have to, once you recognize and you become conscious of who you are and what you've been called to do, it behooves you to, decide, to make the decision to do it quickly. Because there's power in decision. Indecisiveness has no power with it. <laughs> Indecisiveness will get you in trouble. Indecisiveness will get you, you know, in a position where you're somebody's baby mama and not the, somebody's wife. Or it'll get you in a place where, you know, 
you got you some dude and you got all these children running around here and, and you don't know half the mothers. Indecisiveness will put you in position to make bad decisions. Indecisiveness, indecisiveness is really a bad decision. So you have to consciously decide what it is you want to do before you do it. So in, in, create, in, in moving along with your passions, this, you, you know what it is now. Make the decision to do it. That means that you, the thing that you've been called to do, again, you are a trailblazer and you are a, a dreamer. You are a visionary. The path that you make that you're going to probably have to go down has not been charted yet. So when you make that decision and you say, you know what? God, this is what you gave me to do. I'm going to do it. The universe has already aligned itself to help you. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be, you're going to meet with trials and tribulations. But you have to, but it started with the decision that everything is going to line up for you. And everything that happens is working to your good. You've already been promised that. But first things first, make the decision and make, a, and make it quick. Don't, don't, don't take all day to make that decision when you're faced with it. So now you know what you, what you love and enjoy doing. And you've decided to do it. Step three is to plan to, to do what you love and enjoy doing. Plan to do what you love and enjoy doing. Plan to do what you love and enjoy doing. There's something dynamic about a person who knows what they want, has decided to do that thing, and now has created a plan to get there. There's something dynamic about that. Um, like I, was telling, I tell you each and every week almost now, I was watching a, a YouTube video of Dr. Miles Monroe, and he he talked about uh, he gave a verse from uh, Proverbs thirteen, excuse me, Proverbs nineteen and six. Did I get that right? I actually quoted that wrong. It's actually Proverbs sixteen and nine. Proverbs sixteen and nine, and I'm gonna paraphrase it for you. The heart of man devises a plan, but it's the Lord that orders his steps. What that means is that you come up with a plan for how you want to get to your, not so much how, but the plan that you, you, that you can conceive to come up to get to your goals and, get to, and to pursue your passions, you come up with the plan and God will order your steps. So now that journey just got easier because now you don't have to worry about the things you're going to face. Even if you face difficulty along the way, even when you face difficulty along the way, God is on your side. God ordered it. All you have to do is come up with the plan and give it to God. You have just taking the hard work, the hard part out of realizing who you really are. You've just taken the hard part out of it. So now, what I want you to do, what I want you to do is to, again, remember that, that vision that you had. Remember that, remember that thing you're holding on to. Now, I know you're still holding on to it. And you confess that, that the, the good of it. I want you to, to stay locked. Stay locked on it. The plan usually comes from the vision. I'm giving you a secret now. The plan comes from that vision. So what you need to do is look at your that plan. Excuse me. Look at the the vision, and it'll show you the plan. You write down what you see in that vision. Write the vision down. Make it plain. So your plans are coming from the thing you're seeing in your imagination, the things you're seeing in your mind. The plan comes from that. People, I apologize. I've been having some difficulties here with the microphone. I apologize. Um, I want to finish the lesson. You know, like I tell you, each week, expect the unexpected. This is live radio, so I, I don't, I don't sugarcoat. I don't dance around it. We, sometimes we may have some, some technical difficulties, but I'm still here with you. So, step four. Step four. You know what you want to do. You know what you, you know what you love doing. You've decided to do it, and now you created a plan. After you have created the plan. You need a mentor. So find great mentors who also love and enjoy doing what you love and enjoy doing. It's great to have a mentor who knows how and knows what you've gone through because now they can give you insight. See, mentors, going back to Mike Murdoch, mentors, uh, 
See, there's one way where you learn things. It's from either making mistakes or having mentors. So you reduce the learning curve. You reduce the time that it takes for you to, to accomplish what it is you, you've been called up to do by having a mentor, somebody who, who has insight, somebody who's not afraid to tell you the truth. If you're slacking off, they'll get in your behind and tell you, hey, you know what? You can do that better, big fella. You can do that better, young lady. I, I have great mentorship. I, um, I have had been blessed with great mentorship all my life. I've had great people to tell me, you know, to give me insight on life, to give me, you know, good direction. And let me tell you, this this is this is absolutely phenomenal. This is absolutely phenomenal to have a great mentor. So find a mentor, and I don't I don't care where you are in your, in your career in your life. Find a great mentor now, and like I said, once you, you, you already know what you're going to do, you've already decided, you've made the plan, the mentor can help you get to from point A to point B. can get help you get through the trials and then keep you focused. And after you've done those, those four things, the fifth thing is where favor comes. The number five means favor um, scripturally. So that's why this is a five-step five-step deal. The fifth step is where the favor really comes. Once you have created, once you, you, you're going through all these steps and you know what it is you want to do and you've decided to do it and you create the plan and you've got a mentor to help keep you focused on it, that very thing that you love and enjoy doing, find somewhere to do it for free. Find somewhere to give it to somebody. And what you'll find is that your mentor your mentor's vision is probably greater than yours. And what you do is you connect yourself to your mentor. You That very gift of yours, you give it to your mentor to allow your mentor to help hone and, and strengthen what it is you do. And then what happens is that as you continue to, to, to do that, you get better and better at it. And, and now you've just created a free internship <laughs> where you don't have to really take the brunt of everything, you have somebody who's, who's already taken the brunt of everything to help strengthen and teach you and, and encourage you to get better at what it is you do. So, without a shadow of a doubt, these five steps I know will transform your life because they have transformed my life. The very things, like I tell you each and every week, or I, I've told you in the past, the things I tell you, they're not things I'm just pulling out of the sky. They're, they are things that I'm, I'm praying for and spiritually and getting from God. But in the same sense, these are things that I have experienced. Everything that on this list, I have done it myself. I do it myself. So, without a shadow of doubt, if you do these things, I can you can expect to see something great happen, and the very thing that you enjoy and love doing will magnif- be magnified. So, without a shadow of doubt, I'm going to uh, continue to go, continue to move forward, and um, we're going to go into the interview portion of the show. And um, I really want you to understand this. This is going to be um, a phenomenal moment because we got three dynamic guests coming on the show, three dynamic people who are, are living their dreams. They're loving and enjoying what they're doing. And I, I, I know that when you hear their story, it's going to inspire you to do yours, to do the same thing in your own life. So without a shadow of doubt, we're going to start with our first interview. Our first first guest is a dynamic young man. He's a um, um, just all around dynamic man. I, I don't know how. I don't have all the words to describe him because it's just so much he encompasses. He's he's a very knowledgeable young man. He's a dynamic uh, internet web blog. Any words you can use to describe him, he, he's that. He's a um, he owns a, a company called Session Designs, and he actually is uh, designing my website as we speak. Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing um, seeing some great things, and, and, and I'm looking forward for him to share some insight on what it is he does and why he's able to do it so well. Um, without a shadow of doubt, I'd like to bring to the show Mr. Richard Session. Rich, are you there? Yeah, hey, Miles. How you doing? I'm doing great, and you, sir? No, I'm doing good, man. It's an absolute honor to have you here. Uh, thank you. appreciate it. I appreciate the intro you gave me, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> so... You um you do some dynamic stuff and like I said I've I've been a fan of yours since I met you I've I've known Rich now since 1998 and uh, he's always made me do he was always above 
he set a standard that was above most people's. And, he, and the work that he does is is powerful. So, Rich, what what goes into you know you, what you do graphically and when you're creating websites and things like that? Um, a lot of it is uh, you know countless hours of research and just refining you know what I do. Um, you know, I never actually major or was professionally taught to do how I, uh, what I do. Um, it was basically just hours of you know going to Borders books and looking at the bookshelves and seeing what was interesting. Um, going online, doing tutorials, um, you know, talking to different web designers, web developers, talking to some of the industry uh, leaders, and it's just constant research because the web changes, you know, literally every hour, not every day. Yes, sir. So you have to constantly, um, you know, be on your P's and Q's as far as what's new out there, what is um, emerging, and what is passing by. So it's just countless hours of research, and that's, I think, the key that's allowed me to... um, you know, to keep up with the times and to keep my professional level of development and design that I do. So wait a minute, let me get this straight. You didn't go to school for what you do. You just had a passion for it. Um, not exactly. Um, I may, I, my major, you know, back at U of M was sociology, but um, I just happened to, um, as you can say, be blessed with the opportunity to actually get paid to learn HTML. Um, a friend of um, a friend of mine whose name is Andrew, he actually introduced me to a uh, research project that allowed me to um, learn web design to eventually take over the web, uh, maintaining the website for a department um, at the University of the Engineering Program. Um, and so, pretty much, I was paid to learn what I do, but I was I was nowhere near. Um, the, I, I, I don't want to brag, but the talent <laughs> that I am now, right. compared to where I was 11 years ago, right. Um, but and, but, you know, but the point that, I was making, though, you, you so you, but this is not the course you set down. You you actually. Oh what, no no no, absolutely not. Wow. I had no idea I'd be doing anything with the web. Um, you know, I was already interested in technology, computers, but the web um, really didn't enter into that. You know, I was a computer science major initially, but. You know the classes I were taking were, weren't just that, weren't that interesting to me. You know it was I learned a lot of a lot of things I still use today, but as far as the overall direction of the program, it just wasn't for me. Wow. Wow. So, in in knowing all that now, what would you what would you say to somebody who's maybe there's something they're really passionate about that they're they're good at it. Mm-hmm. But they're doing something right now that doesn't fulfill them. What would you? How would you encourage them to to pursue their passion? Um, I would say seriously, just take a step back and really look at where you are in your life right now. Um, if you really feel your passion is what you really should do, then you know don't wait till you know next year or after the holidays or. Um, you know, when you happen to meet somebody, I mean, you, the, you know, no time is better than now to start your way into the road to, um, to where you want to be in, in life. Um, you know, I just uh, finished reading this book called The uh, Think Big Manifesto. Like, literally this morning, I just finished reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's written by um, a guy named Michael Port and Mina, and a woman named Mina Samuels. And it basically describes how to get out the mode of small thinking where, you know, you have this passion and you have want to be somewhere else in your life, but, you know, you make excuses to, you know, not put yourself on that role to success. Right. Um, you know, you'll say things like, well, you know, I'll wait till, you know, I'll wait till tomorrow or, you know, I'll wait till, you know, next year once New Year starts out in my New Year's resolution. You know, really just started right now. Um, um, you know, they said one of the, the, um, one of the key, um, Ways to identify a small thinker is someone who says I can do some. Someone who says they can do something tomorrow, what they can't do today. Right. Right. So I would say just, I mean, you know, I think one of the things you said too um, is important to find a mentor if they don't right. have any idea where to go. Um, to me, I, you know, the guy Andrew that introduced me was like my initial mentor in a way. Right. You know, he didn't teach. He didn't teach me everything that I know, but he led me, you know, to my starting point, to the path that I'm at today. Right, right. So. And I think that's a, I mean, like I said, I, I've seen your work develop, and it's and it, it's just a testimony that, you know, you go, you, you go back through the, the things I taught today, you knew what you wanted to do, 
you knew what you what you really wanted to do. You made a decision to do it. You plan. I mean, take spending those hours of research that that had to be part of the plan. And you know, having that mentor to 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 kind of guide you, you know, it's put you in a place now where you 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 you've given enough. You and you and you continually give. And I see people. You know, I'm always referring people to you myself. Like, hey, you know, call Rich because he he can do a website. Right. Um, it's put you in a place now where you you're an expert. I mean, people look at you now as as a um, a, a major player in, in in internet and protocol and stuff like that. I mean, this the, the way you, you do your website is is dynamic. <laughs> you know, yeah. The thing I believe is, uh, I mean, you know, if you're going to do something, do it a hundred percent. Yes, sir. You know, um, one thing I heard Will Smith say is, if you're going to, um, you know, ninety nine percent is the same as zero. Wow. You know, um, if you're going to put in ninety nine percent, don't even show up. Right. Right. So, you know, I think you know the the reason I you know, I might not do as much. Well, people, this is live radio. Um, sometimes things happen during live radio. They may not happen any other place. But um, we're um, having a little technical difficulties here with our phone lines today. Um, Richard Session is um, a dynamic uh, web designer. Um, he can be found at sessiondesigns.com that's S-E-S-S-I-O-N-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot com um, hopefully we can get Rich back on, on the line but um, until then uh, we're going to move forward in the show uh, our next guest is uh, also also awesome awesome person I've had the honor to meet her uh, via Twitter I'm um, looking forward to um, to just seeing some, doing some dynamic things with her. She's a um, phenomenal public relations all-star down here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And without a shadow of a doubt, I'd like to introduce to you all Miss Tara Holland. Tara, are you there? Hello, Tara. Hello. Hi, Tara. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, and yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. I was hoping to have a better segue into your interview, but uh, you know, like I said, this live radio stuff happens sometimes. Um, I want you to get a people insight as to how it is that you do what you do. I know you are, like I said, you are very visible in the Atlanta scene as far as you know public relations is concerned. How is it that you, you know, you do what it is you do? Um, I my business actually is more along the lines of marketing and event management. Um, we it was it started off as a hobby. Um, okay. Started off as just kind of something I enjoyed doing for just friends and associates. And uh, as the referrals became to come in, and people start calling my friends and asking them if they can, you know, get me to do an event, and it just kind of flowed from there. Um, I decided at the beginning of '09 that I was going to do it full time. Um, and since then, I've just been going extra hard at networking, and I believe honestly that that um, that's the most important thing, especially in Atlanta, is building up strong networks, strong uh, positive relationships, and and surrounding yourself with positive people. Okay. So as far as like your event planning, like how did it take off? I mean, you know, you're well networked now, but how how did you build your network? Um, well, I actually I did a lot of research. Um, I went to a lot of different events, um, and from those events, I just kind of, you know, I told, I talked to everyone about what it was that I did or what I wanted to do prior to actually doing it. Um, you know, it was something that I was passionate about, and, you know, the people in my life believed in me more, actually more so than I did. And uh, once I started actually doing it more and more, um, I started really believing more in myself and reading a lot more. Um, but honestly, my, my network came from um, going out to different events, supporting other people, supporting local business, uh, supporting other people in the marketing and PR industry, uh, and developing those relationships. And then from there, I just started to really figure out what it was I wanted to do as far as what my niche is in my business. Uh, and then I just started going, jumping in with both feet. Wow. And I've been doing it ever since, so it's been a blessing to me. Wow. So... Did you have a, a mentor that may have helped you along the way? Um, I had several. Um, I had several. I have um, a young lady. She's actually um, in the 
uh, Atlanta Business League. Um, she created uh, one of the events 25 years ago. She's a she's an older woman. She's a fr- a mother of a, a friend of mine from college um, okay. who I listen to, and she's she actually is very well known in Atlanta. Um, you know, she has a lot of history here, and um, I do have, a, like I said, I got a really good circle of people who are in my midst um, who, who keep me motivated and, and keep my head on straight um, and keep me focused. So I, I, mentorship is, is, is huge. I mean, I've, I've had several um, interns and people work with me um, as I do different events, um, and I think that, um, you know, being a life student, always wanted to learn, um, is also very important. Okay. So, what would you what would you tell somebody who's who's like on a limb right now? They 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 really want to step out and do something that they really feel passionate about. They, it makes them feel good to do it, and it, but they're kind of scared to to launch out. What would you what, what would you do to encourage them? Um, I would I, I just do it. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> I would have to say just kind of jump in with both feet. Um, do your research first. I think that's really important. Um, you know. What I did learn from going to all the other events from other people, I, I'm an observer, so, you know, I sat there and kind of saw the pros and the cons, and um, I did my research as far as what I wanted to do. Um, I, you know, my niche is networking, so I yeah. do a monthly networking event each month, um, and then I hold um, networking events that also are, um, that give back to the community. Um, so I, I think it's important to answer your question, excuse me, I think it's important um, to really just uh, jump in it with both feet. Don't be afraid or fearful. Um, believe in yourself uh, and surround yourself with positive. I'm going to encourage you along the way. Wow. Well, Terry, it was, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show. Could you let the people know where they can find you if they need some uh, dynamic events planned? Yes. Uh, the name of the business is Word of Mouth Atlanta. Um, you, my telephone number, I'll go ahead and give that out, is 404 404- uh, seven five nine seven six six eight. Um, you can email me at wordofmouth.atl at gmail.com. Uh, of course, I'm big, I'm a huge Twitter, so you can also contact me via Twitter. Um, my Twitter name is wordofmouthatl, um, and I'm also you can also find Word of Mouth Atlanta on the Facebook. So um, yeah, I'm a huge supporter of. Um, Entrepreneurs, minority business. Um, I try my hardest to, you know, um, shop in areas that are, you know, locally owned, locally yeah. operated. Um, so I have a, have been blessed to have such a great network of people who are promoters in Atlanta, um, who are, you know, everyone from the political realm to the um, law to uh, promoters. You know, I, I've tried to. Um, Keep those people again in my circle and in my midst, and uh, I'm encouraged by them. But to contact me via Twitter. That's probably the best way and the fastest way to contact me. But I, I definitely appreciate uh, the time today, Miles. Oh, it's so such an honor. And like I said, we I look forward to to doing some great events with you myself. So I, I definitely want to let people know where they can find you and and get get your expertise and your your eye for excellence involved. I appreciate it. Well, reach out to me. Uh, I'll be happy to hear from everyone. And a great show, by the way. Uh, a great, great, very encouraging show. And I'm sure someone's going to be blessed um, uh, by by your show today. It's very, very um, impressive. Very Thank impressive. you. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. People, this is this is amazing to me. I, I met um, Tara over Twitter, and just just moment through through the uh, screen, I felt some dynamic about her. And I know that anybody who connects with her on a, a level to to do events, you're not just getting an event plan. You're getting you come in contact with a dynamic individual, a person you know who who has a good heart. So um, I look forward to anybody who hears in my voice to work with her. She's She's going to make your event great. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to go to the next interview, uh, next guest. Our our next guest uh, really needs some introduction. He's been here many times and he's going to be back many times again. Um, I bring in our financial guru, uh, Mr. Jason Taylor. Jason, are you there? 
Yeah, sure, Miles. How are you? I'm great. And you, uh, it's an honor to have you back here, sir. Uh, long time no hear from. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being back on the show. Sir, I, it's, I brought you here today. I know we normally bring you on for a segment called, um, you know, keys to promoting your uh, financial freedom. But today, I wanted to bring people. I want people to come in contact with you on the level of a person who's passionate about what what they do. And you, we we talked about it earlier. I know that you're very passionate about politics. And you're very passionate about finances. Um, how how did you get so passionate about these things? Sure. Um, uh, thanks for the question. Um, uh, you know, I think on I guess it's really a twofold question as far as just being really passionate about. Um, politics in the political world, I, I think it was something uh, growing up um, that, you know, my parents were always the type that, you know, if the television was on uh, in the evenings, it could only be on the news. Right. <laughs> so I got a lot of Dan Rather and a, and a lot of, uh, you know, the McNeil Lair report on PBS and, and all of that. Um, and, and so just kind of informing myself. And I think um, through that, and, and this really goes for the, you know, the personal finance side as well, one of the things that my father always said was, um, about the news was they're only telling you part of the story, the part that fits into the five-minute, three-minute, ten-minute segment. There's always more about a story that you should know. Yes, sir. So my father would always challenge my brother and I uh, whenever there was something we were interested about and we would be talking a lot about around the dinner table. My father and I would challenge my brother and I to the next day come back and tell him something that uh, he wouldn't know or he didn't know from that story about that particular topic. And so we would, uh, you know, go to the library and uh, look at the periodicals, the newspapers and magazines, and find out a piece of information that maybe my dad didn't know. Uh, that was our challenge, and little did I know he was teaching us uh, to see many different sides of, of, the, of the equation. So, right. you know, I, I've just become more politically active, I think, as I've gotten older, both because of that and then because of uh, the tenor and nature of the political discourse in our country. I, I thought it devolved so much. Uh, over the past 10 or 15, maybe even 20 years, um, and that not enough people do that, finding out something they don't know about a topic and simply being happy with hearing what they're told or what they'd like to know. Um, right. You know, Miles, the same thing goes on, on the personal finance side. It was really kind of a matter of, you know, I, I you know, like a lot of students took out a bunch of student loans. Um, I, uh, you know, my credit was not right. I got my first credit card and used it on spring break. <laughs> you know, maxed out on spring break with, with you know, not enough income to support it and, and everything that, that students do. And I said, gee, what are the things that I need to do um, to get myself that together? And, and I thought, you know, just establishing good credit, I learned, wasn't enough. And why do I look around as I've graduated from college and gotten a job and see my peers are buying homes, buying cars, uh, have the type of financial independence that, that I don't. And so, uh, again, you know, I figured out what is it that I don't know. Uh, and and uh, I went about really trying to figure that out. That led me to my current uh, profession, really, you know, working in in uh, in real estate and, and, and finding a niche market that I really liked. Uh, it led me to really beginning to invest uh, in that way, you know, as well as in other uh, other avenues. Okay. So, did you have a mentor um, besides, you know, the, the advice or the the teaching of your dad? Was there any other mentors you came across that? Um, that really, you know, fires you up to continue down these paths? Yeah, I, I would absolutely say, uh, actually, believe it or not, um, uh, my current uh, boss, uh, believe it or not, at, wow. at, uh, where, where I'm employed now at uh, the Scion Group in Chicago. Um, you know, when um, I first met him, it was probably, I don't know, six to eight months before um, I began working there. And, you know, really I was going in just to meet him uh, because I was familiar with him and familiar with the work that he did and, and wanted to learn from him. Okay. Uh, and I came in and I just said, you know, what can I learn? And he um, opened up. He said, look, we're not hiring right now, but I'll, I'll open up whatever you want to you. Uh, and so he opened up to me uh, the various, you know, pro forma analyses and ways to look at and put together uh, uh, real estate deals uh, and, you know, uh, how to look at sources of debt and equity and so forth and, you know, kind of along with my education, uh, that really resonated with me, and, and I thought, wow, and I started just sending him ideas and thoughts that I had, and uh, he trusted me enough to, even though I wasn't employed by them, uh, to you know, begin bouncing ideas off of me and asking me what I thought about uh, various deals they might be trying to put together, advice that they were attempting to give their clients, and ultimately, eight months later, he said, you know, I turned to you enough and we talk enough. Why don't you come on board? 
Okay. Well, that's dynamic stuff, man. That just goes back to what I was saying. You know, sometimes you got to, you know, that thing that you love to do and you and you enjoy doing it, you got to give it to somebody. Give it to somebody with a vision bigger than yours and, and watch how you, you develop in it. You know, that, and that's, that's a great thing right there. You know, people have to understand that sometimes you got to take an opportunity that may not make sense at first. And a lot of people probably went, well, man, I need to get paid if I'm going to be here. But you were getting paid. <laughs> you got paid in knowledge, and, and it helped you grow into to, you know, the thing that you love. Absolutely. So when did you make the decision to, to do it? To, to go into uh, higher education? Yes, sir. Real, real estate, to go into to higher education, real estate, higher ed. Uh, you know, it was an opportunity that was presented, and it's not something that I would have set out to do. It's not something, as you know, that I, that I planned to do uh, at the time, but it was something that, like I said, over time evolved in, into being just more and more interesting to me and, and something that, um, you know, I looked at and said, man, you know, this is a, a great uh, opportunity to do something that I really like. Uh, and so I just, you know, kind of dove headfirst into it and, and attempted to learn, uh, you know, as much as I could. And, and that's really, you know, it's really how it started. It, you know, I, I tend to, um, as you know, take a lot from uh, Mark Cuban, who, you know, is, is most popular, I guess, is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And yes, sir. Miles, you and I have, have both talked about kind of some of the lessons that he passes along. But he has four tenets of, of kind of how to get where you want to be. And, you know, uh, one of uh, – the third and fourth are figure out if you're in the right job, if you're doing the right thing, and figure out how to be the best. And, you know, the one connection that he didn't make between those two things but I found very quickly was the way to know that if you're in the right thing is when the only thing you want to do is keep getting better at it and trying to be the best. Yes, uh, and so, and so uh, you know, that, that's really what motivated me and, and what turned me on to deciding, gee, this is something that I really love and am passionate about and will do well because I only want to be the best at it. Wow, that's that's some deep stuff right there. That is dynamic, um, sir. Give the people a word of encouragement to pursue their passions, like no matter what comes up. You know, Miles, I would actually say that that um, the 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 biggest, I think, the most important thing that can be said um, is figure out how to be the best. You know, it's that, that fourth thing of those five things. We can talk about those later, but figure out how to be the best. Um, mm. One of the things that I firmly believe, and, you know, Rich said it uh, so eloquently earlier, uh, which is if you aren't 100% into something, then it's not worth doing, right? We've all heard that saying, anything worth, you know, that's not worth doing well isn't worth doing. But I, I totally agree with what, with what Rich Sessions said and what Will Smith he overheard Will Smith say, which is, if you aren't 100% into something, you aren't into it, and you aren't, it's right. not worth your being into it. And so it doesn't matter where you're at financially or, or where you're at in terms of your stage station in life. There's so many tools and resources that are available. And, you know, you look at the people who have been the most successful, it's not always the smartest person. Uh, it's, not, it's not always, you know, someone who blew you away with their IQ or whatever like that, but but it's typically the person who has more information than the other, who's mm -hmm. always the hungriest to find out what they don't know. Uh, and I feel like if you can find something and be passionate about always figuring out what it is you don't know and trying to be the best, uh, you know, then to me, uh, that's really the, the number one thing you can do regardless of where you're at in life. There's always a way to find out, figure out the things that you don't know, whether that be doing like myself and simply volunteering, uh, whether that be all the resources that are available to us, uh, you know, on the Internet and, and elsewhere, uh, libraries and so forth. Um, but, you know, you can always know more. And every time you're learning more, you're learning more than that next person who isn't, who's sitting on their heels and isn't learning anything. You know, if, if, you're, not, uh, if you're not moving forward, you're moving back with someone's passing you by. And so the goal should also be to, always be to be that person passing everyone by. So, you know, the best thing I can say really in a nutshell is always keep learning, always keep learning more and more and more, and don't think that you know everything because you usually don't. Whew. Wow. Five minutes, but it was, it was, a, it was a dynamic five-minute interview, sir. I appreciate you. Um, sir, where can, they, where can the people find you if they, they need uh, consultation or uh, just encouragement? Sure, absolutely. Uh, let me uh, give you, uh, you know, the best way to reach me is, uh, you know, I'll say like Tara on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can, my uh, handle is at Anison. A-N-I-S-O-N. I encourage anyone to uh, friend me. I'll friend you back and, and uh, ask away. And also my email address is Anison, A-N-I-S-O-N, at gmail.com. 
All right, sir. Without a shadow of doubt, we, it's been an honor to have you on the show, and I appreciate you, and, you know, we look forward to having you back for your segment. Great. Thanks a lot, Miles. I appreciate it. All right, sir. Take care. Well, people, it comes. We, we come to that point in the show where you know I have to, I gotta say goodbye, but not goodbye. But we'll see you next week. But before I let you go, I want to remind you of this: that this has been creating a championship standard of living, and I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. And without a shadow of a doubt, I want you to remember my mantra and my motto: Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. I want to before I leave I want to acknowledge uh Mr. Rich Sessions. Thank you for coming out. Uh Miss Tara Holland, Mr. Jason Taylor, also uh Mrs. Paula Thompson, Miss Cicely Johnson, Pastor Ginaldo Lee, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, and Mr. Gregory Harden. It has been an honor to be here before you today and I look forward to hearing from you all again. God bless you and I'll see you next week. <laughs>